Yay! So out of breath? Yes. Yeah, I know. Welcome to Above the Full Podcast. My name is Josh. My name is Bree. We're broadcasting today for the very first time from Happy Medium Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Not West Des Moines. So it's a new environment. I'm very scared. I wonder if we'll get any echo. Or visitors. Or that too. Uh, children going to the science center. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about writing. Writing. This is episode twelve, by the way. Oh, zero one two. Mm-hmm. Writing. Writing. Things. Anything and everything yes. for the web, for blogs, which can also be on the web. <laughs> or Social print. media. Yes. Print. Or the brochures. Internet. Um, stop signs, signing and signage, signage, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, it's rainy outside a little bit. Yeah. This is not the November afternoon I thought it was going to no. be, but it's uh, it's a little bit warmer and that's yes. what the weather's doing today. That's the weather today. We may have got that out of the way. <laughs> okay. Well, this episode is a pretty special one because we're utilizing three microphones. Three, not just two, three. Just three. And that's because we have a special guest with us here today. Yes. All the way from... Missouri. Pleasantville, uh, Pleasant, Pleasantry, Prairie, Prairie City, Prairie, Prairie City. <laughs> I had the first letter right. Uh, all the way from Prairie City, Iowa, it's Abby Delaney. Hi, guys. Ooh. Hi. Welcome to the show. You are our first guest ever. I'm so honored. Besides Tucker T. Yes. Oh, yes. You know. Can't forget Probably less smelly than he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby, welcome to the show. We're very happy that you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. So Abby uh, works at Strategic America, same place where I work, and you work in the public relations department. That's correct. And how are you liking that these days? I like it very much. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Good. What day is your birthday? My birthday is Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. Coming up? Coming up. Yeah. So how does that go every year? Well, I get the first half of the day, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's Christmas and everyone forgets. Just kidding. Not really. It's great. <laughs> Real great. <laughs> Birthday cake, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. At noon. And everyone comes and everyone else gets presents, too. True. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very kind of you. The season of giving. Yes. It's just what I do. <laughs> um, so you work in the PR department. Yep. And that probably involves a lot of writing. A lot of writing, and yeah. And strategery. Yep. Absolutely. American strategery. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so that's why that's our topic today is because mm-hmm. um, I work with Abby on writing things and she's one of our, our best, our best troops. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> Something that the three of us have in common that now Abby uh, is indulging herself in is a little TV show that we like to call The Office. Yes. Yes, I am. Season okay. five now. Office. You're in season five? Yep. Okay. So... Um, that is my favorite TV show of all time. And it, Mine too. Is it yours yet, Abby? It's not my favorite show of all time, but I do like it very much. It's a good show. It's really funny. 
What is your favorite part so far? Or who are your favorite characters? That's such a hard question. <laughs> That's what? You asked me the hardest question. Okay. So let's start with the easiest. What's the most recent episode you watched? Can Season you Season five, episode one. Episode one. And what happened? Start from the cold open. Maybe it wasn't episode one, but it was where Jim proposed to Pam. That's oh, the last episode okay. I saw. At that gas station. The yeah. gas station. Yeah. What did you think of his proposal? Weight loss parts one and two. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Is Three it knows the end everything. Of part one or? That's part. Yeah. Okay. 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 What did I think of the gas station? You know, it was different. Yeah. Um. Really unexpected. I yeah. I have to say I appreciated that because I wasn't expecting it then, but. Mm-hmm. I think that's always when it's the best. Mm-hmm. Do you have from the episodes you've watched? Do you have a favorite episode? It's way at the beginning, but I love the diversity day episode. Mm-hmm. I think that one's hilarious. It's great. Yeah, um, and I think I just think it's hilarious because Mike and Jan are totally dysfunctional. You call them Mike and Jan? <laughs> Michael <laughs> and Jan. Sorry. <laughs> My no, it's totally that's okay funny. if you haven't yeah, like, shortened that's, his name. Yeah, I call you're Jim, on that level. Jim, not James. So yeah. <laughs> it's totally my thing. Michael and James. Sorry about that. Pamela. Maybe I'm not as watching it as closely as I should be. I love the dinner party episode. It is a good one. It's pretty great. And Dwight shows up with uh, his, babysitter. his babysitter. babysitter. Beet salad. <laughs> and yeah, that's great. Clearly, we can all agree it's a great show. Um, but sometimes, Abby, does Michael? How do how do you deal with Michael Scott? Because I know a lot of times people say that he kind of makes them a little uneasy in the feet. Yeah, you know, you just have to push through it. Mm-hmm. Just keep watching. <laughs> I can't imagine someone actually being like him, though, because that would drive me crazy if he yeah. were actually my boss. I would mm-hmm. not continue working there. It seems like no. all of the the people who work there are like just so unmotivated motivated to go find somewhere else to work they're like they've settled and they're like okay this is fine yeah i think if it was a, a real life situation i feel like many of them would have left Michael oh, people, been people fired. leave so yeah. frequently from their jobs these days for most of them to stay for nine years yeah it's kind of must have been just the the birthday parties every year and the... every month every other week <laughs> every other week I have a funny story about how I got introduced to the office, and let me tell that to you now. Okay, I'm ready for it. So one time, I was an intern at a TV station called KCCI, and I was um, talking at a radio station, in fact, much like this, but uh, a little bit more professional, and Bob Vanderplotz from The Family Leader was there talking about how all the judges who said gay people can get married should be removed, and um, we were talking to him, and... I was the intern, so I was like, hi, I'm Josh, I'm an intern. He's like, you know what, you don't have to say that. You can just say you work with him. I'm like, okay, good point. He's like, you watch The Office? No, I don't. And he's like, it's pretty fun. It's not totally family-friendly, but it's pretty funny. Uh, There's an intern on there, and they make fun of him quite a bit. And so I went home and started watching The Office, and that's where I am today (laughs) because of it. Thank you. I wonder... What year was that in? Because they didn't have an intern on the show, like not right away. Um, what year was it when this guy talked to you? Two thousand. Yeah. It's probably in episode or season five or six. 
This would have been 2010. Yeah. So, Bob Vanderplatz, if you're out there, thanks for turning me on to the office. And just, I don't have anything else to say keep, to you. Keep it up. <laughs> Before the break, Abby, I'd like to get to know you on a more personal level. Oh, great. Please share three personal facts about yourself. And away we, we go. go. Fact one. I know all the songs to the word, or to the, I know all the words all the to this song. Ice Ice Baby. Okay. By Vanilla Ice. Excellent. Excellent. Two, my birthday's on Christmas Eve, which you already know. What? I didn't know that. What? Well, I'm really glad. Now I'm never going to (laughs) forget. Number three. Favorite. Food. Pineapple. Oh? I love everything pineapple. I was going to ask you about that. I saw a Snapchat the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh I saw it on your Twitter bio as well. Delicious flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, top five things about pineapples and why you like them. The shape. Okay. The Very taste. odd. Yeah. yeah. Good taste. Mm-hmm. The symbol. Of, it's a symbol of hospitality. A symbol. Uh, so that's I pretty didn't cool. Know that. Yeah, um, they're from a tropical climate. Tropical climate. And um, they're yellowish brown. Perfect. That is the color they are. Top five things about pineapples. I'm just gonna, everything. I'm gonna get ask you for the top three or five. Great. So, at any given time, do you have pineapples at your uh, in your kitchen? Not all the time, but Most currently I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, that's a really cool thing. Um, Abby is also married. Oh, okay. I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. How long? Six months. Wow, that's pretty. That's not <laughs> a whole so year. That long. is. <laughs> First of all, congrats. Yeah, first of all. Thank you. Um, Do you have any tips? Josh and I plan to make that happen this upcoming year. Mm -hmm. How how do we keep the love alive? (laughs) (laughs) How do we keep it? Keep keep in mind, um, our grandparents are listening. Yes. Okay. Communication is key. I like how you pronounced the key. (laughs) <laughs> what what really sort of communication like, Brie and I, I hear like hot hand, hand, hand movements um, non-verbal like, and verbal communication okay. both important Brie okay. and I snapchat each other will that be enough uh, <laughs> like for the rest of our lives to just say hey what are you doing today doing later you know I think it depends Okay. some people use video and if you you know, just like video snap each other all the time, then it's almost like you're there. What level of quality of production do we need for videos? Like, should I get a... Professional. Like lighting kit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Set up for each snap. Just wanted to let you, you know a, I'm a thinking about you. a special corner in your, your office <laughs> for, for snapping network. Video snaps. Okay, so communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else to make sure we have an eternal love? Yes. Patience. Patience. Yeah. Those two are both important. You know, aside from that, I think it's really up to the, you know, the two people. I think people are, your couples are so different in their style of how they communicate or how they spend time together. So as long as you guys know each other, you know what you like to do, you know when you need space or when you don't, 
Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not afraid to tell each other that. Even philosophical here. I will just say, Josh, I need some space. Okay, let me back up. <laughs> Is this better? A little bit more. Okay. I'm going to run over my power cord. Don't want to do that. <clears throat> okay, I appreciate well, your um, communication. And Abby, you married um, into the Irish family. This is true. Is that How, the Delaney last name? It is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I didn't mm. realize it was Irish. Yeah. Has your diet changed at all? Surprisingly, no. We don't eat very many potatoes. Mm-hmm. I what? see. Just the pineapples, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd have no clue. <laughs> You'd never know unless you were like, what's your last name? <laughs> yes. Cool. Cool. Well, let's take a short break. Um, and we'll be right back with Abby Delaney, and we'll be talking about writing today. And uh, this is Above the Fold Podcast. Hi, we're Janice, Jessica, and Tom. We're the committee for Thanksgiving Awareness, and we're here to talk about something very near and dear to our hearts, Thanksgiving Day. Day, you hear that, people? I sure did. What's the matter? Here's what's the matter. You people are always putting up our favorite holiday on the back burner. That's right. As soon as Halloween hits and the candy's consumed, you're out there saying, oh, Christmas is the next big thing. Well, guess what? It's not. Whatever happened to celebrating our storied past, the Indians and pilgrims working out their differences in a hot and tasty meal from KFC, it's disgusting how much attention is placed on the Christmas holiday. All of a sudden, we don't have a Thanksgiving anymore. You people are out shopping on Thanksgiving Day, turning this country into a capitalistic nightmare, not the down-to-earth community that it used to be. You know what I used to say to that? Dumb. That's what. So join us this Thanksgiving by picketing outside of the nearest convenience store. Grab your pitchforks, your knives, your spoons, and meet us at 9 a.m. sharp outside the Quick Trip on 7th and Grand. And don't you dare be late. Late one second, and you're banned from Thanksgiving forever. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is a time time for us all to cheer and and eat food together. Welcome back to Above the Fold podcast. Um, episode 12. Episode 12. We're going to talk about writing and writing content and all types of writing of content. Yes. In a little bit here, but um, my name is Bree. I'm right. here with Josh. Josh. And I'm also here with Annie. So it's the, the three of us here today. Just the three of us. Just the two of us. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Third wheel. We're on a toasty date right now, and yes. we're all just getting to know each other on another level. Mm-hmm. Broadcasting from the HM Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Got to get that plug in there. Here we go with our segment of the day, and Josh is going to explain it because um, we're making it up as we go. Uh-huh. This is the first time we've ever done a sing-a-thon. That's sing with a thon after it, uh, much like a marathon. and You just keep going. You sing. And um, today is a Christmas edition, so we're going to sing Christmas songs. But you got to just keep singing. And if someone stops singing, someone else has to go in. And then when we all can't think of a song, then it's over. <laughs> and you'll know when it's over. <laughs> because we'll stop singing. Mm-hmm. So um, at first, someone's got to think of a song to start with. Well... I was going to sing one, and I don't know if I know all the words. Can you? Can I make up words? Uh, yes, but if we think you're making them up too much, we're just going to jump right in. I and feel get out like of there. that's absolutely Bail fine. Bail out. Bring, bring it on back. Bring it on, too. 
Okay. Back to the streets. Um, can I get a countdown or can I have Five. A, a small beat? Four, three, two. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And if you have no place to go, that's let it snow, let it snow. Heart Nobody's jumping in and helping will me. Angels sing glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle oh, all yeah. the way. Oh, oh I'm fun in the misty ride and one horse open sleigh. Hey! Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all, all is, is bright. And that, con <laughs> that concludes our very first singathon. Uh, if you counted the minutes, it was probably about a minute total. Seemed like about five because of the level of awkwardness of just singing in front of your peers. I think we raised like $500. Yes, and five degrees in here because it's hot. All the doors are closed. Not a window is open. Not even a mouse. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was great. Okay. Um, I think I didn't get as many songs in there as I wanted to. So <laughs> next time. Next time. I feel like we could use like a background music to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really weird. I always like to just start off going. <laughs> like jingle bells. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. And ding, 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 ding. So okay. sometimes I just like to do that to catch people off guard. Right. Okay. Very well. We're right next to the um, Science Center, and the other day we saw Interstellar. Yeah. There, Abby, have you seen it? I haven't. Do you want to see it? Kind of. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things, and that the end is mind blowing. Were your minds blown? Oh, it was quite my. I googled stuff for like two days afterward, so that's pretty good indication of a movie, at least having an effect on you mm -hmm. mentally, and physically. And emotionally, emotionally and metaphysically and mentally made me forget and physically yes <laughs> uh should we do a review of it sure the full out this is we'll review it and abby then you can tell us if you still want to see it after we re review it good deal okay are so, we going to use the scale that we always use i would have it no other way okay um, <clears throat> let's see if I can remember off the tip top of my head. So we will review the movie based on religion and politics, sexiness, girth, and hunger. Yes. And then we will put it on a scale of A to F. And uh, just like they do in school, awfully great, basically good, could have used more sauce, dog crap, and F it. Isn't there an E? Not in school. Oh, not in school. I, did, I just realized that now. Would have given so many E's out. Okay. <laughs> I would have too. Kids would be like, what? What? Uh, that's so weird. Every move you make. Every breath you take. So, um... Religion and politics. What did you think about Interstellar's religious and politics, Bree? Kick us off. 
Um, did it? I don't know that it had. It didn't have much religion in it, did it? Um, it depends on what you consider religion. The stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, space, outer space. It was probably anti anything religion, mm-hmm. but all pro politics. So we're a havesies on that one. Politics involved, yes. With all the, the politics. Uh, yeah. And in the yeah the time travel. And, you know, that's politics right there. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to call dog crap on that one because I didn't, I didn't like it for that. Okay. Um, well, I would say that there was quite a bit of politics. It was a very dusty world that they live in. I assume a lot of people died and they're trying to eat all the corn and make it. And the corn is like not going to feed everyone probably. And so... There was a matter of, do you move home? Do you, or do you, there was a little bit of like, stop trying. Stop. Hammer time. Okay. So what would you grade it on? Okay. Um, Dog crap. Okay. I would say, what's the one for C? Could have used more sauce. Could have used more sauce. Okay. How about uh, sexiness? Sexiness? Um, Matthew McConaughey, pretty good looking guy. Anne Hathaway. Uh, I She's like her looks, and um, there's that old guy from the Batman movies. I thought the the daughter, when she's older, she's a very pretty girl. Yes, was that Jessica Chastain? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and then, mm-hmm. so I would say B for basically good? basically good. Okay. How about you, Bree? Yeah, and I was gonna even say like awfully great. Okay, everybody we'll give it an uh, a. performed. Uh, to the top of their mm-hmm. their uh, appearance, mm-hmm. so girth. Oh, uh, just immediately awfully great. This movie had so much girth. There, there was never ending girth in this movie. I yes. felt like. So you agree? Yes, I would say awfully great for that. Okay, and then hunger. Hunger. Oh, oh. there was a lot of hunger because the world was was ending. So. Um, basically good. Mm-hmm. Did not make me hungry. We were eating uh, popcorn. Yeah, from and, the science uh, center. I wasn't very impressed with that popcorn. Okay. I'm just going to let you know. I will forward it on to my friends who Thank work you. there. So? Um, could have used more socks. Okay. Yeah. So sounds like we're mainly in the uh, B to C range, average. Would you concur, Abby? That's how it sounds. But if there's any reason why you should go see this, it's for the girth alone. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Go mm-hmm. see it in IMAX, too. Will yeah. do. Yes, take it all. All right, so let's take our last break, and then let's talk about writing. Writing. Hello there. This is Gloria, and I just wanted to let everyone know that um, I've got a couple piano lesson openings, and they're now open. And I teach piano to all, all ages. So if you are looking for a brand new piano teacher, you should try me, Gloria. And I'm going to start filling up those spots just as soon as I can get them filled up. So just give me a call today or visit my website, GloriaInThePiano.com. Thank you. Welcome back to Above the Fold podcast. Uh, we're talking today with Abby Delaney here from Strategic America about writing. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Bree as well. Hi, Bree. Say hi. Hi. Uh, hi. hi, I'm here. Okay. Um, Abby, say hi. 
Hi. Hi. Okay. Sound check. A one, two, three. Now. Hi. This topic I'm very excited about because I love people that can write well. It makes my job much easier. Mm-hmm. Would you all agree that it makes agree. my oh, job yeah. much easier? Okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so good. I feel like people that can write well are generally smart people. Oh, thank you. You know, like immediately when you read someone's writing and you're like, okay, you can formulate a sentence and you know how to use grammar. This is going to work out today, isn't it? It goes a long way. It really does. Um, And I say that kind of jokingly, but I really mean it. Right. Abby, where'd you learn to write so good? (laughs) Well, first I learned in kindergarten how to form letters. Okay. Thank you for taking us back there because the honestly way. nobody goes that far back yeah. these days. And I just think want we you should to get just step all the history that you can. Perfect. Step every way through now. Yeah. So, okay, kindergarten, you graduate first try or first try. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Couldn't even talk yet. <laughs> and then you went on to first grade. I did. And how did that go? That was good. Okay. I remember more about counting than writing. All right, shift of emphasis Mm -hmm. on what's important. Counting is important too. Mm -hmm. It is. So I think that might be signaling a trend here in America. We're trying to catch up with China. We're trying to teach everyone math is so important, but everyone's forgetting you got to learn how to write before you can math, or at the same time. True. That's right. You have to be able to communicate. Technically, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But please go on. Okay, for real. Um, probably in high school, I took a composition class, and so that was when I was first like really challenged to write. Mm-hmm. And then throughout um, college at Drake University, mm. plug for the Bulldogs. Okay. Um, Arf, <laughs> uh, I took a lot of writing classes, a lot of different styles of writing classes for news writing or for PR writing, um, and then just you know writing for all the other classes that you have to write papers for. So probably I combination of high school college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so at what point were you like this is the type of thing that I would like to do as my uh, my career or at least something involving writing actually in high school high school yeah when I was taking that uh, comp class mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do a lot of writing as a child I always enjoyed short story writing yeah I just would really get wrapped up in that and then in elementary school you could volunteer to read your story to the class, and nobody ever wanted to do that except for Bree, or as they called me, Brianne. So Brie. probably everyone loved it because then and you I would do voices. And they didn't have to for my characters. You did voices. I would sit on a chair in front of the whole class, I'd read my story, and I'd go back to my seat. <laughs> That's I didn't know that about you. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I would send my short stories to my grandparents too, and other maybe other relatives. I don't know. And they could catch up on my my life and my style of humor at such an early age. So that's where I first Mm -hmm. uh, started to like writing. And I think it wasn't until college, though, that I feel like I fully learned how to study and to write papers well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in high school, they want to train you how to write. That's why you do so many essays in high school and why people complain so much about the hard work that goes into that. But if you're planning on going to college, that's what they're trying to do is get you ready for that. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it wasn't until college that I was like, okay, here's how I do this, and here's how much time I need to do a good job on this. Mm-hmm. I uh, I liked writing in high school. I think um, I came pretty naturally to me, and I was also taking Spanish classes in high school, and those were really fun. I liked learning about grammar and Spanish and different verb tenses and all sorts of things that taught me a lot about English because that then I started seeing oh this is how this is done in English this is how English mechanics work so that's probably what got me interested in the more technical aspects of writing and then I didn't do that great in college with researching and writing papers I just phoned it in and I'm like junior mm-hmm. senior year I started getting good at just BSing through an entire paper um, but I have always felt pretty comfortable writing things I think in college too it was always like whatever your topic was because you would take those general education requirements some classes that was like oh, I don't care about this I don't want to write about architecture and styles of architecture that was a writing intensive class I took one time um, but I took when I started taking like more TV production classes and I could write about TV and analyze TV I was like this is actually fun because I can just watch the TV show and pick it apart and uh, I generally wrote about the office mm-hmm. um, it's way easier you know? to write about things that you're interested in yeah if you have to write about something you have no clue the background on or why someone wants to know it it's tough So, uh, writing with that PR angle, uh, what types of content have you written, uh, like press releases and uh, things on the web? Yeah, so press release, I mean, as a PR person, press releases. I feel like that's like the first thing that comes to mind is like you're going to write a press release. Yeah. Aside from that, newsletters, Mm -hmm. uh, websites. Um, blog posts, social media. Um, I've written for a brochure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Probably some other stuff too, but those are the ones that are really jumping out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, what what do you do in your role? Um, do you are you someone who interfaces directly with a client at Strategic America, or are you? more on a team of PR people and you get handed to task and say, will you write some copy for this thing? It's a little bit of both. It depends on the client. Um, we've done a lot of website writing, in which case um, it's you know someone else saying, hey, we need content. Can you take care of this? Mm-hmm. And we do. Um, but then for the clients that I work with directly, either I'll suggest writing something for them or they'll say, hey, we need this and mm-hmm. just go to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about website writing, so what do you take into what makes website writing different for you versus writing a print brochure? What do you take into account? Um, it, it has to be something that's going to engage people and try. Well, I mean, the point is always to get them to finish reading the copy and then hopefully go to another page on the website or mm-hmm. to take action in another way. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind, writing for what they want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I think is important is always writing with um, how it's going to benefit the, the reader. Mm-hmm. So if that's a product, what it's going to do for them or a service, how it's going to make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. What about kind of links? Do you like write? Do you, oh, yeah. How do, how do you write links? I'm curious because I see a lot of people write, click here, 
but also some people write um, to learn more about blah 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 and then sometimes you'll write in parentheses hyperlink here what what is your strategy I'm curious like if I'm if Incor- I'm trying to incorporate writing. a hyperlink well it depends I mean like a lot of times if it's just the word that's going to link to another page and that word is a headline of the page mm-hmm. then I just make a comment and say link to this page mm-hmm. um, but if it's a specific action like fill out this form then we'll usually say that and then hyperlink to this form mm-hmm. you know I sometimes do the click here but I also think that's a little weird sometimes well, and generally for SEO, it, it doesn't do anything right. for you. So, yeah, I think I've never read anything where you guys, with the web copy, you always have, like, schedule or, you know, schedule your appointment today, and that's the hyperlink. You like to schedule an appointment. But click yeah. here doesn't tell search engines anything. No. I, th- I just think why it, we've moved away from that. Yeah, I think it's interesting. As a web developer, I do a lot of pasting in of content that someone else has written. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it just varies from person to person. Sometimes they'll... Put a like they'll highlight it in a word document and then later put a, in parentheses. I want this to link here and spell it out. Or they'll actually use words hyperlink feature, and sometimes it works to just paste in that and it'll actually keep the link in the CMS. Sometimes it doesn't. So I just oh. interesting if you have like a method. Yeah. Well, I mean that way if it's something that I know I'm going to be posting or I'm going to be sending to someone to just like put into a blog post or something, then Mm -hmm. I'll just hyperlink it myself. Mm. But if it's a lot of times for the website content, I'll use the uh, comments feature on Word and just comment link to whatever. Because it could be, it could, if it's not an external web page. Right. Then the link isn't built yet. Yeah. The site hasn't been built out yet. Yeah. So that's how Abby handles that. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think one thing for web content writing, too, is the length of how much copy you have to write because that's one big difference from brochures or whatever. You know, you may have, like, an idea of your word count on your brochure, but that's mainly just about... It's all you have space for. But then on a website, it's, like, how much content do you need to optimize for the topic on that page right and what we try to stick to is at least 150 words um but closer to 200 300 which we found i mean people aren't going to keep reading a novel on your website even as much as you want them to so it's better to keep it short and direct them to other pages if there's other information that they should be looking at Mm -hmm. uh this is a thing that came up uh, the other day in some work that we were doing for a client website. What do you do as far as writing copy when referring to the client themselves or the company? Do you use we? Or do you continually use the company name? Do you use like the plural first person or do you use the third person to refer to a company? I say we a lot or at company name, we. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gives it a more personal feel makes people feel like they're reading um, or what they're reading is like it would be if it were a conversation with someone from the organization yeah I think the thing we I, I like the the more personal approach too and I'm sure it probably depends on the business too and the audience you're trying to target but yeah. we were going back and forth between we and um, the company name which it was actually changing the like the uh, tense, no, tense, the 
person-ness mm-hmm. of it. Well, and one thing we'll do up front uh, before we even start the whole writing of the website project is to come up with some different tones and styles of writing. Yeah. And then we'll label them, you know, this is more salesy, this is more conversational, this is a laid back, this is whatever. Professional. Yeah. And so then you give that to the client, they pick the, the, the one that they want, and then you run with that. Mm-hmm. So right. then if they ever say, you know, well, I just don't like the tone that it's in, then you go back and say, well, this is what we agreed upon. Right. That eliminates a, I think that eliminates a lot of just problems. Yeah, it has. And we're seeing more and more people move to conversational anyway. So that makes it really mm-hmm. easy for us. Yeah. You want to write on the web, you want to write something that's going to be best for the human that's reading it. Right. But then you're always having to consider that balance of making the, the page optimized. So I think the conversational style is just the best to grab someone's attention and to make them feel like you're not just trying to sell them something, you're trying to educate them on why and help them, they should get Yeah, help them yeah. figure out how to solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what... In how much of your job and how much of your writing goes to press releases? I remember that um, in journalism school, press releases was a special you know unit that we spent time on, and I've never written one since. But how much do do press releases still happen? What how much of your time is spent on those? You know, my time a lot is not not a lot of my time is spent on press releases, but that's kind of based on my clients and what kind of work they're doing for them. I mean, if you ask a reporter, they're going to say they're still getting hundreds of press releases yeah. a day. Yeah. But what we are really looking at is trying to figure out if that's really the best approach for our mm-hmm. client. You know, if you have a big announcement that you pretty much figure or you know is going to be big news, everyone's going to want to cover, then yeah, mm-hmm. press release is probably your most effective way to do that. But if you're pitching um, a specific story and you only want to send it to maybe one reporter because you really want it to get into that publication, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make sense because you want it to be more targeted and more personal. Yeah. It seems like, um, I mean, I was a producer for a little little bit at a TV station and it was, you'd get press releases in the, the news email mm-hmm. uh, like 100 a day. Well, right. maybe not that many and like maybe one out of the hundred would actually have any interest to the general public other than um, you know people from that organization so I, I, th- yeah. I think a lot of press releases get sent out because maybe it's a more corporate environment or just because some board has decided we need to send X out and a press release is the way to do it we just have to do that because it's our job to tell people what's going on So yeah and so I mean part of our job is trying to counsel uh, clients on whether that's the best use of our time and of their money mm-hmm. and sometimes it is sometimes it isn't so it depends on the announcement mm-hmm. and really looking at it if it's actually newsworthy uh, for the general community talking about consultation do you do uh, consultation as part of your job or do you do more management and implementation um, a mix of both but I'm at a more junior level anyway, so yeah. it's typically consultation is uh, more like what my manager is doing. Sure, they're talking but, and saying, recommending things. Right, and, and it, stuff. it depends on the client too. If I'm working with them directly, then yeah, I will counsel them on something, especially if they just bring it up or call and say, hey, what do you think of this? But as far as like general strategy goes, it's sometimes a team effort when we're coming up with uh, like the yearly plan. Mm-hmm. Abby, 
Do you do any writing outside of your job for funsies? Funsies. Totes. I wrote my Christmas card this year. Mm. That would be an example. That's one example. <laughs> you know... Do you have a, a blog or I don't have a blog. And I've uh, toyed with the idea of it. But sometimes I come home and I'm like, oh, I've written all day. I don't want to write anymore. And then other times I'm like, oh, I feel like I have so much to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't, I haven't published a blog. But every once in a while I'll think about starting and start writing one and then it goes nowhere. Yeah. Bree, you I, have a blog. Right? I was in that same boat for many years. Yeah. Millions. You have a blog now though, right? I do. And then you write about SNL and I mainly dogs. write about like the things TV. that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's totally expected. I have one too. I mm-hmm. write about very technical things sometimes I'm and gonna... other times just random. Yeah. And stuff. I and I always like I have I always have ideas of things I'm gonna write and sometimes I even have drafts of things but then just getting it published is mm-hmm. where I'm slow because I will write something and then I I want to step away from it for like a few days at least and then come back and then but then I don't come back for like a couple weeks and then I'm like oh I never I haven't posted anything in a while and then I all my fans are just. Sending me They're asking where you've been. Wondering what's going on. I think that's why I haven't done a blog is because I don't think I could keep it up consistently. I and think, that's, I mean, for, you know, when we talk to clients, that's a big thing. It's like you yeah. want to consistently be posting to your blog. Mm-hmm. So then I think, oh, if I blog, I have to do that too. <clears throat> but you have more leeway as a private citizen. I even started an email newsletter for myself and... I wrote like oh, yeah, I five editions that. and then I just stopped doing it because I forgot for like a week and then like, oh, I'm, I put it off too long now. No one's cares anymore. Mm-hmm. And now it's been a year. So. What was in your newsletter? It was like three random things. One from one thing from my personal life, one thing from my professional life, and then one random fun fact thing. So Bree was a subscriber. I think I had about eight subscribers. Wow. So. Big yeah, numbers there. Really capturing most of the internet in that one uh, email newsletter. Maybe I'll start it up again, but no, I won't. <laughs> Abby, Josh? what? <laughs> uh, what is new in the PR world these days? What's the most interesting thing that's happening? What's changing? That type of thing. The focus is growing more and more to digital communications, as you know. Uh-huh. So how to... I know. <laughs> you know. I didn't. Where have you been? News flash. I've been making websites over here. Read all you... about it. Slaving away. Back to you, Abby. Right. Um, yeah, so just trying to figure out the best way to um, communicate a message Mm-hmm. to your audience. Yeah, because press releases aren't just little pieces of paper that you send via FedEx anymore. Or fax. Or fax. <laughs> Who even has um, a fax machine? I there's don't. a whole SEO angle to PR, and then the whole thing yeah. is just like, just write it as it's most important. Don't worry about every little hyperlink and everything mm-hmm. that you right. put in there and your keywords. But then people just get all worried, and oh my gosh, should I be optimizing this more? And then it's just like, no. You're taking things too hard on yourself. Stop it. Just relax. Right. I wish I could tell people to relax on yeah. digital things a lot. Just wonder what their response would be. It's okay. Just take it's it easy. It's all going to be okay. We're all on the same earth. We're all just living here together. 
We're all creatures. You should go right. watch Interstellar, everyone. <laughs> the world is so tiny. Just end it with, have you seen the movie Interstellar? <laughs> Every Facebook comment. Uh, um, I, was, I mentioned technical writing earlier, so I do want to talk a little bit about it. I don't know if I have a concrete question about it, but I just want to talk about how important writing is for not just PR people, but for like people like me, web developers. Yeah. Um, it's critical that I'm able to write uh, a clear response or message or something to other people talking about technical things like websites um, so that they understand what's going on and what needs to happen and project requirements or issues that come up um, and inevitably get communicated to the clients too. So um, I don't know. I'm trying to, we're trying to hire a web developer right now and I think we've had most success with people who can communicate really well and write really well. And um, I think that's really important, mm -hmm. writing skills. I think it's important in any job. Mm -hmm. You know, and like you were saying, to be able to communicate an idea or a response to someone who has no clue what you're talking about is also important. I mean, so another thing that we try not to do is use a lot of jargon, you know, just saying things simply and succinctly. Yeah. That was one of my problems when I first started out as a web developer was I would write these like page long emails of something that could have been said in one sentence. Like I always have to step back still today and say, does this person really need to know why the server is doing this? Cause they're not going to care. The client's definitely not going to care. The client might even get confused and then another email will be required to answer that question. So it's easy to over-explain something that you work on all day, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, you guys, when you were like in junior high or high school, ever in your science class, have to write down step-by-step -step how to perform an experiment? Yeah. You remember oh, that yeah. task? Yeah. And it was that like was so you had annoying. to describe how to do each little thing to someone who had never done it before so that they could mm -hmm. do the exact same experiment and get the exact same result that you did. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that was probably like the first thing that I can remember of, you know, can you be clear in your writing and not go on forever? I always wondered why we had to do that because I thought it was so dumb because it's like well, someone already told us how to do this experiment. Why do I have to rewrite it? It's so stupid. The teacher knows how to do it. They don't need to know again. But now you're like... I don't know. I even Maybe it helped. I don't know. But anyway, that's what I think of when I think, okay, the times that you were tested on, can you write something clearly and to the point and so that someone else can replicate it? Mm -hmm. I know you're giving instruction. Can you write clear instructions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That's a, I mean... Writing clearly is probably one of the most important things. I think we can sort of wrap this up. Abby, do you have anything to plug? Any upcoming shows for you? Been, are you on tour anywhere? or? Well, uh, no, I don't have anything to plug except for Bree's uh, blog. Oh. Bree's oh. blog. See, Abby's my number one fan. <laughs> do you just brandboyson.com okay should i google breeze blog breezeblog.com dot com i can uh, plug your uh, blog too josh it's at jplhomer.org there we go i wrote about load testing a website 
I got a t-shirt because of it from the company that I used. They what? sent me stickers and a t-shirt. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. If you want to check out my personal writing, you can go to the SA website, strategicmerica.com, and read the blog there. Oh, that's right. I occasionally write some posts. Mm-hmm. What's your most recent post about? Hmm. Oh, it's about PR and SEO oh. and how to write for <laughs> the web and how uh, Bree's digital team and my PR team work together. That's very uh on topical. It's really on topic. Yes. <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, one in a million. One I in think. one billion, yeah. actually. The train is coming, so you know what that means. Time to get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions, call me on my pager, and the, the number you can find on the website. Thank you, and remember to stay above the fold. <laughs> <laughs>